I'm Leah Witt. And I'm Billy Liggett. And this rhymes with orange. Joining us today is Dr. Michelle Perez, the new Assistant Vice President for Student Success at Campbell, who joined us this fall. Perez was the Associate Vice President for Student Affairs and Enrollment at Millersville University, located near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and before that, the Director for the Center for Student Involvement and Leadership at the University of Arizona. She is an alumna of Manhattan College and received her Master's from Florida State, and very recently received her Doctor of Education degree. So uh, our first question is, uh, tell us what you do here at Campbell. Well, I'm a member of the Student Life Team, and my responsibility is uh, the areas that include career services, academic support, disability services, and first-year experience. I'm also going to be chairing the Retention Committee, which I was excited to hear. Awesome. So the uh, second question we ask everybody is, uh, how did you find Campbell, or better yet, how did Campbell find you? Well, searching. Uh, <laughs> I saw the job posting on the Internet. Um, it's, funny. it's a good start. It's a good start, right? Um, it's, it's interesting. The timing in, in my career is one of those years where um, should I search now or should I not? I completed my doctorate a year ago, and I have two uh, young children. And trying to figure out the timing of sh- when would I be, uh, when would be best to move into a vice president's role, and I feel like not yet. Uh, the girls are still too li- too little. I always say that you know they don't hate me yet, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I I want to spend time with them. And so I figured more and more in the industry, student affairs and enrollment management is merging, and I wanted to have more specific experience in enrollment management side and the student success work that happens here at Campbell really um, I think would be areas that would sharpen my, my my experiences and round me off. So you saw the job listing. Uh, I saw the posting. I applied. So the I got first, a call. Well, the first thing you do before <laughs> the application though I guess is you look up Campbell and, and you learn more about it. What, no, uh, that's not how it works at all. No? <laughs> when when looking, uh, when, when you were looking, uh, uh-huh. what what drew you to Campbell? What What did you like about it? What uh, What made First, you hit the apply button? Uh, was orange. <laughs> Happens oh. to be my favorite color. See, rhymes with orange, man, <laughs> right, right here. Rhymes with orange. I'm all about it. Very cool. Um, the The website was really actually appealing as far as getting across the sense of the faith, the faith based uh, origin was really was really super appealing for me. Um, but also when I was looking through the student life pages and seeing the the breadth of opportunities for continued growth for students here but then seeing the depth that was provided within the student success pages and the work that we were doing to to try to help students to manage the rigor as well as to understand try try to get them the help that they need to succeed it was just all all seemed to be in pace with what I was looking for and so I thought I'd throw my name in the hat. So what led you to be so passionate about helping students at college? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I haven't left college. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so as an undergrad, I was uh, super engaged on campus and wanted to be my dean of students. I wanted her job. And so I asked 
her. I was like, okay, so what do I have to do to get your, your job? Do I have to go into counseling? She was like, no, there's a degree in higher administration. No way. And that's what I did. And so um, I completed my master's degree in higher ed in, at Florida State. And it was, the passion was my passion. Obviously, it was the, the, the engaging students to have an experience like I had as an undergrad to try to replicate that for others because I was engaged, I was happy, I had mm -hmm. great grades, I had good friends, and all of those things were something that I felt like doesn't need to have be in a vacuum. Like, I'm not the only person that can have that. And I wanted to create those experiences for others. And so I've had the pleasure of working through in housing and activities and a number of other areas and in hopes of creating that opportunity for students. Well, your job sounds so fun. Like you just, you have fun for a living. I love that. <laughs> you mentioned that you were really excited about um, overseeing retention programs. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I was going to ask you why you were going to do, why you were so passionate about that, but clearly you had a great experience well, and you it, want others to do that as well. Also, I think that with the changing times, we have, as an industry, we change at a glacial pace. And what was what was commonplace for us, at least for me, when I was an undergrad, in, in ways to communicate and to become engaged, although they still exist today, there, there are other distractions for mm -hmm. students. And so I think that there's an opportunity for us, particularly since the financial uh, crisis that happened in the United States and, and universities responding by opening the door, doors to students to come back who've been already working and opening the doors so that it, um, it increases opportunities for all students of all uh, academic levels. We, we open the doors and then are sometimes surprised when not everyone who comes through the door fits the previous mold. And so I think that there's something that I can contribute to trying to help mm -hmm. people to think differently um, and to be responsive and not be afraid of change. And so that, that excites me. And being able to say I've worked at a number of institutions and there's more than one way to do anything. Um, and I've seen some places that there are some best practices that I see happening in multiple places that obviously, well, then we should try to do it here as well. But then I also know that the culture of a campus can really dictate uh, using methods that will be effective there. Mm -hmm. And so it's exciting. It's exciting to try to say, oh, can, can I make a difference not only in one person's, one student's life in helping them succeed, but in this role, can I make a marked impact so that you could see a, a population of students um, succeeding? So that's a challenge. It's exciting. So your your position uh, oversees the first year experience at Campbell. What do you think are, are some of the main challenges, whether it's a first generation student, whether it's somebody who's Generations of families have gone to have gone to college. Uh, what's their biggest obstacle during that first year, and why is it so important to meet that head on? There are a number of things. One is that the experience their first year is never what they expect it to be, and no matter what their frame, if it's that they're coming from a family that they're a legacy, and their you know their vision of what college should be is what their family told them it was, and well, that was their experience, and now they're charting their own course, and it's not going to be the same. Or 
they've only seen movies about what college is, and so they expect that experience. And they be careful on those movies. Some of those movies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and you know they're excited to come to campus and experience that that you know that animal house. And that's also not the reality of what happens on college campuses. And or or you know they don't they're not influenced by either, and they might be first generation, and they really just they just don't have a clue of what it's going to be, and they're jumping in and you know praying that they'll make it through. And so I think the reality of what they actually face day to day um, is a surprise. I think making friends is not as easy as they think, um, especially because now, you know, the, the influence of technology and texting and, and that social media piece, um, developing relationships one-on-one -on -one is not as easy as they, that it once has once been for the students because they probably grew up with these with their friends in high school for a long time. So starting over is not easy. Um, the academic rigor, I think the academic rigor of college oftentimes is underestimated, especially if it's a student who has done really, really well in high school. And they're like, well, I never had to study or I didn't have to do homework. And when they get here, the way that classes are taught, taught are just, it's just different. And so for those students, you know, that can really hit them hard. And if they get a B, you know, then that's, that could be an, an, an emotional punch in the face. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so the academic rigor, and then for those students who are, are not academically prepared, um, trying to come to terms with that reality and should they talk with the faculty member and, well, I was raised to, to you know, respect my authority, the authority, and maybe going up to a faculty member and asking them for help or even challenging them on a question or a comment or a concern or a topic is something that they're not comfortable with doing and, and how do they overcome that. And so, and then there's time management, forget it. Time management, S students having the freedom between classes, Some, not all students know how to manage that. And, uh, you know, having someone, since the majority of our students live on campus, you know, having or not having someone to wake them up in the morning, to prepare their breakfast for them, to clean their room, or to take care of some of those things, just those life realities, it's, all of it is a surprise. None of which is impossible to overcome, obviously. Right. <laughs> You're so right, because um, my college freshman roommate, my freshman college roommate, um, was on campus last week, and we just walked around campus, and she wanted to see things that had changed, and we were walking by our old dorm, and I'm like, hey, remember when that bench was right there? We would alternate turns sitting out here crying, talking to our moms, because it was so hard to make friends and to really feel like you belonged. So I'm so glad you're here to help our students um, transition from high school students or even any experience into the Campbell experience. Uh, Dr. Prez, can you tell us about uh, your own college experience, I guess, um, going back to Manhattan? Sure. And uh, what you pulled from that experience as far as maybe what you found to be the biggest struggle and, and how you overcame that? And, and I could specifically pinpoint some examples my, my first year. Um, so went to Manhattan College. It's in the Bronx in New York City. And I was out of state. Or I was actually in, coming from Puerto Rico. And so I literally, I'm a first-generation student, and I arrived on campus with two, lug two suitcases and a small little box. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That's all I had. 
Um, I didn't have sheets for my bed. I didn't have pillow. Like, I didn't even know that that's something I would have needed. <laughs> it's like you were going on a vacation. I was just like, I remember inside my box is where I had my clock radio. I, I needed something to wake me up. That's all I remember I had in there, maybe a hairdryer. <laughs> and I, um, my first, my, my freshman year, I lived in a, in a uh, campus apartment, and there were seven of us. Oh, wow. And I, I wanted a top bunk because I wanted to make sure nobody sat on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention I'm an only child? <laughs> and I remember that first year just living in that space, learning to deal with rumors, um, learning to deal with some of the cattiness of, of the roommates, and learning to, to support my roommates who were having issues with building you know, romantic relationships and uh, sharing. I remember having an issue because somebody used my toothpaste. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and, and I remember, like, after flipping out about it, stepping back and being like, really? Did that just happen? Is, was that me? And so it, there was just so much learning that happened. I never, I never worked prior to, to that. I never had a job. And being there, I didn't have a winter coat. I was in New York City coming from Puerto Rico. Okay, just wanted to make sure I preface that. That's right. a tropical island. How did you survive? And I remember the first cold snap. Like, I just had kind of extra layers of T-shirts on. And a friend who I had met during orientation took her coat off and gave it to me. And was like, Michelle, what are you doing? And there were just so many lessons like that of selflessness. Um, and I, I was committed to making sure that I didn't cause my parents more grief than I must have already had <laughs> because to that point I didn't realize how expensive I was to maintain or how much drama I could be <laughs> um, and so I got my a job I became a lifeguard and a and a swimming instructor and saved money so I could buy a coat and I could pay for food or go to the movies and those kinds of things and I remember when I got home my first for first winter break I was just so grateful to my family for having had all the opportunities and all the love and all the care that I've had up to that point. And I remember trying to show it by, you know, helping my mom in the house and I was like washing the dishes. And my mother was like, what happened to you? Why are you washing dishes? And I was like, love you, mom. And why are you wearing that coat? <laughs> why are you wearing that coat in Puerto Rico? <laughs> well, we are nearing the end of our interview. And um, one question that I think would be that I'm just noticing I want to know is um, a book that you think every college student should read? <laughs> That's a bad question. Hey, <laughs> I worked really hard on terrible, that. Terrible, terrible. Terrible question. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even answer. Okay. I don't know. But don't, we'll, we'll cut that out. All right. <laughs> <Blue> for real. <laughs> Save that for the blue for real. Um, they're reading? <laughs> I like to read. I mean, right? No, we're going to keep that in. I, I'm <laughs> editing this. I think we're going to keep that in. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually, I had one last question also. Um, I think it might be a better question. Uh, uh, you've been, you've worked at, in the corner. you worked at University of Arizona. Huge. Yes. Huge. Yes. Millersville. Small. And I saw you were impressed that I knew Lancaster. Yes. And you pronounced it with the accent on the correct yes, syllable. Yes. My, uh, my sister lives in Philly, so. Uh, That's the only reason I know that. The, um, you, um, a, a friend of mine used to say, uh, you put the emphasis in the right syllable. <laughs> syllable. <laughs> so uh, Campbell's kind of, I guess, maybe enrollment-wise, uh, probably closer to, to Millersville, sure. but it's kind of in between. So um, 
you've been here a few months. You've gotten a first impression of the of a Campbell student. Uh, um, if you had to go back to one of these schools and describe a Campbell student and how that differs from another student, what would you say? Or are they all the same? There's a lot of similarities. There are a lot of similarities, a lot of similar struggles that are happening. I think, though, um, the Campbell student is... Hmm... <laughs> On the funny side, the Campbell student is much more they're better dressed. Oh, wow. <laughs> They'll be happy to hear that. The fashion sense here is, is really it's apparent, and it might be because of the temperature. Everyone wants to look their best. But I was impressed with the men wearing slacks and belts and button-down and, shirts and, and jackets, and I was thoroughly impressed by that <laughs> and just to be around which was uh really nice and so that also lends itself to um the culture of being a baptist school i think that there's uh, a, a different element of respect based around that that cultural heritage um, that i would find so i think that that plays probably i would identify that as the, the biggest difference that i've noticed do you want to try to redeem yourself, Leah? Or? I'm so distraught over here. I'm still like licking okay, my wounds. Here, the other Westmore. What? Have you ever read the book, The Other Westmore? No. Okay, so the other Westmore is about um, an African American male um, who grew up in a neighborhood with another uh, African American male who had shared the same name, and they didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. But in growing up, they've they grew up and ended in very different paths. Um, One Westmore ended up in jail and this Westmore ended up being an author. And but their their paths, they grew up in the same place. And so I think that's a really interesting read for students. Add it to the list. (laughs) Well uh, actually I think I think this went very well. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Perez. It kinda flew by. We're at our uh, we're at our 12-minute mark here. I know. So. I wish we had more time. Yeah. Well, we don't. Well, so. I'm happy to come back to talk about <laughs> yeah. you know, recipes. <laughs> we're, we're going to be doing a lot of these in the next year, so um, we would love to have you back. But thank you so much, and, and uh, welcome to Campbell, and good luck uh, over your, your time here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, if you're listening to us again this week, it means one of two things. Either you liked last week or you're here to listen to Dr. Perez. But uh, either way, we thank you. And uh, like we did last week, this is the part of the show where Leah and I talk about what's on our mind. And uh, we'll start with you, Leah. Okay, what's on my mind? Last week, I stopped by the Study Abroad Fair um, and I had a meeting with their social media intern, which, by the way, if that's not the most fun job on campus, I don't know what is. Anyway, it made me think about what an amazing opportunity study abroad is. Did you study abroad, Billy? I never did. I uh, I never left our country until I was like 28. So, oh. I, yeah, it was terrible. Judging you a little bit? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I anyway, had to get married to leave the country. Well, that was I, my price. <laughs> I studied abroad, but it was um, kind of a tame location. We were supposed to go to Chile, but that trip fell through. We ended up tacking on to another trip to London. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I went to Campbell as an undergrad and grad student. Um, anyway, I was in the business school and we went to London and I've already said that and I'm messing up and now I'm talking in circles. It's okay. 
Anyway, um, I traveled to London shortly after I graduated with the business school. I completed independent study, so all of my work was done before the trip, so I truly got to enjoy it and take in the history and the magnitude of what I was doing. I was 21. It was the first time I had flown. It was the first time I left the country. I was on my own. I didn't know anybody except for casual acquaintances on the trip. And, and that's that's got to be, I think, the real education you get out of a trip like that. I know you go to learn history of these places, but I think it's like you said, boarding a plane for the first time, being on your own for the first time. Yeah, getting on a plane. on the, on the um, wrong side of the road for the first time. And well, so in London, they have on the ground, it says, look, it said look left or look right, whichever way, because so many tourists come. So, you you know, that way the cars are traveling different ways. So you don't run out into traffic and get hit. Um, but yeah, a nine hour plane ride across the Atlantic was uh, an eye opener of an experience for my first plane ride. Um, but I, my favorite part was climbing to the top of St. Paul's Cathedral. Um, this was 2011 when we went, so we also saw the construction site for the Summer Olympics in London. Um, so as they were building the arenas and all the hotels and just seeing the infrastructure being built for a event uh, like the Olympics, that was just kind of overwhelming. And um, my favorite part was that I got to know who my professors were outside the classroom. And I really hate that it took me graduating to get that experience, but um, I got to see them as people instead of as, pe- as a figurehead in front of my classroom. It's like seeing your elementary teacher in the grocery store for the first time. Yeah, it was kind of, <laughs> you know, coming down from your hotel room and seeing Dr. Fubar sitting there drinking coffee. You're like, oh, you're a person. Or seeing Dr. Shao running around hopping on a subway. Um, I got to experience the other side of that. This last spring, I took a group of journalism students to New York City and... Uh, you know, they only see you in the classroom, and then in the morning you're, like you said, in the lobby, um, and you realize, oh, they're normal people, I'm a normal person, and it's kind of a weird dynamic that yeah. goes on there, but at least well, you enjoyed it. <laughs> it yeah, it, it was fun, and I, I will say it was humbling a little bit because on the way back, I sat in between Dr. Fubara and Dr. Shao, who are both still professors in the Lundy Fetterman School of Business. And then I had Dr. Fubara as a grad student, and he didn't remember who I was. So clearly, (laughs) I made an impact. Rhymes with Orange is a product of Campbell University's Office of Communications and Marketing. Vice President for Advancement is Dr. Britt Davis. And Assistant Vice President for Communications and Marketing is Haven Hoddle. Rhymes with Orange is co-produced by Sarah Harden, Director of Marketing for Campbell University. Director of Visual Identity is Jonathan Bronsink. Director of Web Design is Nikki Zawal. Your hosts are Leah Witt, that's me, and Billy Liggett. Join us next week for another exciting episode of Rhymes of the Orange, where we will continue to tell stories of the fascinating faculty, staff, students, and alumni who make Campbell University what it is today. Thank you very much. Until then, go Camels. Go team. Go team.